Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyaj. Today, I am here with Silence Kit. Hello, guys. Hey, Ashley. Hey. Hi. Do you want to? Let's go around the table and everyone say who you are and what is your instrument in the collection of music that noise people that whatever <laughs> musicians. It's <laughs> a good start. Okay, True. let's go around. <laughs> I'm Menal and I sing and sometimes play guitar. James and I play bass guitar. I'm Natalie. I play guitar and sometimes I sing too. So great. Um, so how long has Silence Kit been a thing? For like just just over a year now. Mm-hmm. So um, we st- I think our first show was like one of the first weeks of January of 2016. Yeah, we're in 2017. So yeah, <laughs> and then um, yeah, we've just been playing a lot and obviously working on an album and things like that. Mm, you're releasing your first EP this Friday. Yeah, which is super exciting. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, it's called uh, "Started as a Whisper," right? And we just finished hearing the song "Who You Know," right? Um, so tell me a little bit about that. That piece of work what what is what inspired you to write that who you know man i think so we i mean silence kit as it is now i guess formed in 2016 but like there was like a kind of an earlier incarnation and one of our i guess the first drummer we ever really played with like this was years ago now um i just said just do something and then he started playing the drum beat and then the riff came very quickly so it was just kind of like a just kind of fluke kind of thing and then yeah i don't mean i don't know how the lyrics came to be so i'll let you (laughs) talk about that i guess i just found that winnipeg's music scene at first was very clicky i guess i just didn't know where i found myself in it so the song's just kind of about like how sometimes you just need to uh, it's who know. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's how you <laughs> who you know to get to get to the opportunities. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm lots better now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because when, when I first started getting involved with the music community, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, how do you get involved? Like all these people know each other. They all are in each other's bands. Um, you need to know be in, doing a certain kind of genre mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with certain people. And that's how I felt. And once you actually start meeting some of the individuals, you're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. I mean, there you got to find your people. Exactly. Yeah. You got to find your groove and uh, who's willing to work with you. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Silence Kit is a grunge rock-ish. It's a good way to put it. Band. That's that's the, what I found on the internet and what I've heard from your from your yeah. music. Um, why did you guys decide to choose this style of music? Is that your favorite? It chose us. It chose <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah, like we're kind of genre mutts. I, I think so. I, I I don't know whether we really chose a genre we kind of just play something and if we are all on the same page with liking it it becomes a song we don't really write for a specific genre i don't really know if anyone mm-hmm. well there are probably people who do that but yeah. we mm-hmm. don't find ourselves doing that at all do you have an accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just hearing it where what is i'm uh, from australia originally really yeah. oh well why did you come to winnipeg uh my my girlfriend Love. <laughs> lives oh, in Winnipeg. Well, she's originally from Thompson, but uh, okay. lives in Winnipeg now. And I moved here five, six years ago. Uh huh. And you're still you're still liking it here? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. far, so good. I mean, winter's terrible, but uh, whatever. Well, the summer's pretty good. I mean, compared to like Australia, <laughs> but we don't have like a million different creatures that can kill you. 
That's po- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah, friend from Australia, and um, she's probably one of the coolest person, uh, person, per- one of the coolest people I've ever met. So I have good job with Australia. Um, <laughs> good so job being born there. <laughs> yeah, good job. Being you know, I chose it specifically <laughs> yeah. for it. But then, like, thank you for coming to um, to Canada and joining this band. So, how did Silence Kit become a thing, though? Well, I mean, like I said, like it was just sort of, um, it was just sort of like someone I had played in previous bands with wanted to do something, and then I'm like, you know, I know this Mano girl. I was in a band with her, and she's she'd be perfect for this. And then out of everything, like, we've been through like a billion drummers, a few bassists, a billion. We, yeah, at least we stuck seven. it out. And then yeah, and then well, I mean, James and Mike came along, and that's thanks to Mano and her. Her HMV connections, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. RIP. Um, so it's kind of like it sounds like a lot of this is just like happy accidents that have just like worked together harmoniously. Um, but where did the name Silent Kit come from? That's all you, Natalie. Well, I mean, uh, one of my favorite bands is the band Pavement, and uh, there's a song off of their second record, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, called Silence Kid, but it's always misspelt as Silence Kit. I don't know. I just think it. I think it fit, and then it just stuck, and then we've had it ever since. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another yeah. <laughs> happy accident. Personally, I I'm of the feeling that most band names are awful anyway. So you just pick one and stick with it, and then mm-hmm. that's why you go with yes, it. Yes, something like. that hasn't been done before. Something that kind of sticks out or catches people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um. Great. So what is the Sorry, you've, you're working on this EP, or you've worked on this EP. It's going to be released. Why did you decide to release an EP rather than maybe a full length um, or even just singles? I guess these are our oldest songs. We've been singing on them for quite a while, and we just finally wanted to release them all together. It's a lot of work to do songs. Uh, like <laughs> the six tracks, it takes a long time when you think of like even starting with pre-production to actually recording and and getting i mean all four of us we like between school and work and everything that's going on it, it's it's a lot of work so an ep is kind of on its way to an album because i mean that's the goal is to release a full-length album because that's i don't know as musicians that's kind of what you want to do it's a dream yeah uh, but it's it's a little more than just a single here and there it kind of gives a little bit more depth a little more mm-hmm. of a story to it i think yeah yeah, so six songs is, is a lot. Um, why did you pick six <laughs> and not like three or four? Or It actually was going to be four. Okay. Um, but then we had already released two of the songs as singles. And so I was like, you know, they're pretty much done. So we should just throw them on there. And then it's six songs instead of four. Um, and then we ended up re-recording a lot of it. So we ended up <laughs> doing like six songs anyway. So it was supposed to be kind of like a shortcut way. But then, yeah, we ended up redoing a bunch of things. So, it, yeah, it was supposed to be four. Ended up with six. So you got your money's worth, I think. So mm-hmm. And you're happy with it, I'm guessing? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Our drummer Mike recorded most of it. So he put in a lot of work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys did this all on your own. There's no funding backup or anything? We did a little bit of recording at um, Trend Kill. Trend Kill Studios, yeah. Uh, and that we were able to pay out of our own pockets because of the, the money we had made playing shows. So we didn't have to like fundraise or anything. So, yeah, everything we've, we've done, we've put our own band money into it. So it's not like we 
spent a lot. So we're very lucky to mm-hmm. have a guy like Mike in the band who not only um, does a lot of the recording, he knows a lot of good people that we can turn to if we need help. So mm-hmm. You guys are one of those smart groups that decide to take some of the money that you earn and not just like spend it on whatever you're like let's save this for a, a rainy day and now you have this what is the picture of for this album what is this um or album cover i should say okay um <laughs> it, it, well it was kind of a the 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 song that i can't pronounce trump Trump-loy. there we go is apparently smoke and mirrors and we were kind of toying with the idea of, of get of using that as the title mm. and it was kind of we, i don't know we didn't really decide on that but yeah it's, it's a smoke and mirror so we we got a camera we got a bunch of lights one night and some candles and a mirror and we as a band sit, sat there and figured out took pictures and, and came up with that and well most of the artwork on the entire album was was from that night and Mm-hmm. We, we kind of did it. It's the same thing, doing it all ourselves. Okay, so the album is called Started as a Whisper. Why mm-hmm. did, uh, that's not one of the songs, though. It's uh, their lyrics in the song The Growl that we're going to play later. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, and why did you decide to do that rather than pick Tom? I wrote Lloyd. the lyrics, but Natalie actually chose that as the title. Me and Mano kind of had this, like, <laughs> I don't want to say, like, fight, but we had, or even argument, but we had this discussion, active discussion about <laughs> what we should call the album, and then Mike and James are just like, yeah, whatever, you two figure it out. <laughs> um, and then... There was a different lyric from that that song that I thought was kind of cool, and then as I was literally typing it in to like our band chat and like started as a whisper, and then was it in the band chat? Whatever, I, I mentioned it sometime, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually." So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to read them really quickly right now, but I'm not <laughs> that fast of a reader. How do you feel about that? That she made that decision? I loved it. Yeah, I originally wanted to name it Trompe-l'oeil, but. According to Natalie, that was just too hard for people to pronounce. James couldn't even pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it it's, we, we just refer to that song. And honestly, strong. it was probably the right decision because now, as we're going to radio stations and they're playing it, everyone's confused about the, the title. So mm-hmm. it was probably a good call. And and it's our, it started as Whisper. I mean, that's kind of like what we're doing too. It's our first release. And you're going to get louder and you're going to have right. more fun. and. Oh, that's clever. Mm. See, that makes sense. I like, and when you describe it as that, it's not, it's just a happy accident that also worked <laughs> that out. That was thought out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was a little bit of like thinking going into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you said that you were going to put another lyric in. And yeah. You, and that, so, I mean, it's a happy accident, right? It's another, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, that's the theme of this interview I'm seeing. Um, so, what is the process for writing your songs when you're is someone writing a melody line and then lyrics are afterwards or is it a group jam or what do you guys do to write this music well usually it's just someone has an idea um and then we just kind of go from there so i mean a lot of the songs on here on on the ep um they're kind of old so i wrote most of the music and a little bit of the lyrics um, but like as as we've sort of moved forward, uh, we've been writing a lot of songs. So a lot of them will just start like, um, you know, like there's a really cool song we have called Reactor, and James came up with like the main riff for it, and then we just kind of as a band worked on it, and then Mano went off and wrote some lyrics. Yeah, usually I re- I'll record while they jam or they figure out a song, and then I'll like later listen back and write lyrics to fit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the beginning, Natalie would f- first write a full song but then I would write the lyrics to it so I just sit there on my iPhone like just like listening to it back to the recording and figure out lyrics that work with it mm-hmm. um, the growl is a good example again of that I did that with that song okay so you, she had already um, written the 
the structure, the skeleton, and you punched it mm-hmm. in. What's that like? Um, dubbing in like lyrics t- to um. Well, again, Natalie pushed me to do that. I, I never before this band, I never wrote lyrics at all. And when I first joined the band, she sent me recordings, and she's like, "You're gonna write this because if you're gonna be our singer, like you're gonna have to write." And I was just like petrified about it. Oh I yeah. Th- <laughs> I I didn't think I was I, that was something I was capable of, but now, um, it just kind of flows now. Just like you edit it and you figure out what lyrics work and what sounds work. Sometimes I don't even write lyrics. I'll just like think of sounds that work very well mm-hmm. with certain parts. And, and then you'll find a word that fits that sound. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, why, so why did you decide to, oh, cause you see, cause she's the singer, so she should be writing lyrics. <laughs> answered that already. Um, how did you get over that fear of just like going out there and writing lyrics? You just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. And you know, people I admire do it. And Natalie made me feel like I could do it. And like, we would sit down and she'd be like, force me like, She's like, just sing whatever comes to, like, first thing comes out of your mouth, just say it. And that's kind of what I roll with now. And mm, You're like, oh, it yeah. doesn't really rhyme. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then ha- when you've written the lyrics, how does how do you bring it back? And then you're just like, okay, play it, and I'm just going to start, and then everyone listens to it? Or do you just sing the lyrics a cappella, or what, what goes on? Definitely not a cappella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the, I guess we'd all just jam it, right? Yeah, I mean, once we kind of, like, figure out what we're doing... Um, then she writes the lyrics and like there's there's the song we have right now um, that we c- mostly completed because you know I think yeah you were in you were on your trip yeah. uh, <laughs> and and so we worked on the song and now we're just waiting for Mano to put her lyrics in and then we've got a new song kind of thing and that's just how it works so the song's already worked out i think you have a recording of it and then yeah. one day she'll be like i have lyrics so then we'll play it and then she'll just start singing along and then we play it probably like 10 20 30 times until we figure out if we like it or not and well that's it even once vocals are added in parts tend to change sometimes around that as well mm-hmm. some of these songs like listening to the recording we play that a little differently now because we've played that song so many times live that you know you add a little thing in here or there that like, wasn't oh i like that and then you change it up a little bit yep. um sounds like you you trust Mano a lot <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh she's, she's got it uh do you know the lyrics to your songs sometimes it took uh, a long time the the choruses yeah um but like when like even <laughs> putting a lot of pressure even, even like the first two songs that we did like those two singles that ended up on the EP, um, hearing her sing in the like in the studio, which was just Mike's living room at the time, it was like oh, and then and then she sent me the lyric because I put the lyrics in in the CD mm-hmm. tray, and then I was like okay, yeah okay now now well, I that's get that. what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. To be fair, I don't enunciate when I sing like mm-hmm. at all. And actually, one of my critiques from Mike when we were recording was like you gotta like I can't I don't know what you're singing. You have to like enunciate your words. I was like okay. But with this kind of music, do, do you need to no. know what they're saying? It's so much about like the the feeling, right? I mean, if you're arg- if you don't disagree, then I would like to hear. But I th- that's what I think. Like when I'm listening to it, I just I just like the feel of how the all the instruments kind of work together. Um, I agree. I agree yeah. too. Yeah. Some, some people really focus on the lyrics, right? Like that's I think their favorite thing about a song, mm-hmm. the poeticness of it. But yeah. I I I'm more about the feel of it. Yeah, it depends on the genre as well. Depends, like, yeah. like if yeah. like pop music comes to mind but we won't talk about that today that's not what we're here for well i mean even something like like folk music like if you're listening to like i mean someone who i really look up to is someone like neil young and like his lyrics are so important you know he's not necessarily the best singer but he just 
writes these incredible songs and you just you have to listen to them mm-hmm. because they're just so powerful so mm-hmm. i mean yeah you're right like there's some but then yeah like i've for me personally like i'm usually more into like what sounds cool and like lyrics are great but they're not like the focus of what i'm what i'm listening to at least so mm-hmm. Uh, to totally become a music nerd all of a sudden it's very like 20th century feel like with music like how they focus on the sound of music and the feel that you get from the sounds rather than what you're actually trying to say Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can I don't know why I say that I was in 20th century classes this year so I just feel really smart anyway uh, (laughs) what is the jam session or the the, the jam process like for you guys like there's four of you you all have four different schedules how do you work those together to find time to work on music to write music together and to get ready to perform well our me and james schedules opened up quite a bit now so, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes. we'll be okay we, we usually just have like two nights a week that we've kind of scheduled off uh-huh. um to get together it's sometimes only once a week that's really busy but we definitely it's definitely a priority for us to get together mm-hmm. yeah it's a- aim for two and if we hit one then that's that's if we get the second one and that's a bonus mm-hmm. Oh, good. So you make sure that first one is as effective as possible. Yep. And then, right. okay. Um, so when it gets closer to a performance, such as an EP release, has practicing um, increased? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, well, we're practicing later. So Like today? Yeah. Today. And then okay. I think we're, 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 we're going to do it on Thursday as well. And then we are done practicing until we get back from tour because we decided not to practice next week because we're leaving early Wednesday morning so so that'll yeah so we're we we've got these two practices and we know we gotta practice hard because it's gonna Mm -hmm. be a week and a half before we get back to practicing but we'll also be playing like four shows in four nights so Mm -hmm. it's not as important to we'll keep up with what we're doing I guess is what I'm trying to say so So it's just expected that all of you should have your parts ready for the performance you're not going to rely on working together to flesh those out or anything that's how it works out I guess are you just like whatever so yeah I think it's kind of happy accidents yeah it's kind of even the style of music I mean we have a structure and we can all play our instruments but if there's the odd hiccup here and there it just kind of adds character to what we're doing Um, it's not like, I don't know, a certain, say, like a metal band where someone makes some little tiny mistake. You're at 220 and you're playing 16th notes and it just ruins the entire thing because they're playing to a click track. We're kind of more, we can just kind of roll with the punches a little bit. And if, if, and if something happens, we kind of, we can all hear it, but mm-hmm. just keep it going. Would you say that this, it's very improvised then? No, I wouldn't. It's organized chaos. I mean, it's it's not really improvised in terms of like if you take something like jazz, but it's it's structured, but it's 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 open enough that allows for movement. Okay, I get what you're saying. So we're gonna take a little break in just a second, and but and we're going to listen to the song that no one can pronounce, Tamploy. Yeah, that's good. Whatever. It's French, right? Yes. Oh no, it's not that French. The title's French, but. Yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. I was going to ask about that. Is the lyrics, or, so the lyrics are not in French? No. no. no they're so English. why did you decide to name it a French word that no one can pronounce? Because the word <laughs> means a trick of the eye, yeah. and the song, like the chorus, is smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt like it was kind of appropriate, and I'm French, and I love French words. <laughs> 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 I just like it just sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> that's fair enough and so it's not actually said at all in the um in the lyrics at all it's no just, yeah. it's just kind of like this is the word if you know in, in what it means it kind of gives you an idea what the lyrics are about yeah yeah it'd be a hard word to scream to pronounce and scream you think so <laughs> maybe you should try it actually just okay. once and just see what happens since you guys improvised on that <laughs> the organized chaos um so how was this this piece of music written I was trying to to copy the yeah yeah yeahs, and then it completely is not like that at all. Mm-hmm. But that's sometimes how it works. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of I remember I was sitting in my living room and I just had my acoustic guitar out, and I'm like, I was very specifically wanting to write something in the drop D guitar tuning, and this is the song that that came about. In the what? Drop D. It's it's a, it's a it's a guitar tuning that um, oh. is used often in like hard rock yeah okay yeah i'm so, not a guitarist yeah. but someone who's listening like oh yeah that's a good idea good for you yeah. um, <laughs> probably no nah, i think there's a lot of so it just means that the yeah. guitar has been tuned differently than a yeah. standard it, it's, tuning it's just one string that's slightly different so yeah oh yeah. why why did you want to do that um i don't know i guess because so as like a challenge I mean, or we, could, we could go into like a long discussion Let's but do i it. find a we lot of time. Ta- i find a lot of times like like um, the drop D tuning sometimes it's just overused by certain bands to make it really easy. So you easy. decide to use it, and then I'm like, <laughs> but I want to do something different. So I want to use that tuning and then try and do something different. And then I ended up using the very chords or type of chord that I was trying to like. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I get these ideas and I think like I'm doing like this parody or like this arty take, but really it's just just writing a song and it. <laughs> It could have been I actually just picked up my guitar and it was ready in that tuning. I don't know. I oh, don't know. So. Just another happy accident. Who knows? All right, great. <laughs> it, was, it was a while ago. <laughs> oh, oh that's okay. That's fine. Uh, so then when you finished that, you brought it over to Menon. Yeah. And, uh, and how, um, how did you get the lyrics that you have from that? Like, what, what kind of inspired you to? Honestly, it was pretty much the same way as who you know. Like, I was kind of just frustrated with, like, just like everyone kind of okay how do i say this appropriately like kind of just like everyone's music kind of just like stroking each other do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and i was just kind of like i just like <laughs> i don't know i just kind of was frustrated with that and i everyone felt, seems kind of fake i felt very excluded from that and i just thought everyone's got is putting up a facade no. not everybody but some no, people yeah, but, but, so yeah. let's just and angsty you can, I'm just you mad. can see that all right <laughs> yeah. i want to write a song with you because i like all these themes i don't i don't write about this like that because because i write about relationships and how they make me sad um but that sounds like a really cool idea just like being frustrated with bullies i guess anyway yeah, yeah. so um everyone who's listening uh i'm i don't worry i still know you're there i'm not i'm not ignoring you uh this is silent kit we have manon natalie and james minus mike their drummer that's okay he has a job or something um that's understandable <laughs> um they're here promoting their album uh started as or ep i should say ep album uh started as a whisper which will be released on friday this friday april 21st at the handsome daughter doors open at 9 p.m right you should get there early because I said so. I don't remember. Just because it'll get busy, I'm guessing. Well, we sold a lot of pre-sale tickets already. I don't oh, really. Nice. I don't remember what the capacity of the venue mm-hmm. is, but it's not much more than how many tickets we've sold. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you get oh. there early, you can get in. 
Mm, and they have really good mac and cheese at Handsome Daughter. So if you want to eat some food while you're there. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I think about when I think of Handsome Daughter. Uh, how much are tickets for people to show up? $10 at the door. $10 at the door. And how much is the EP if they would like to purchase it? $10. $10. All right, so bring $20 and you're good for the night. Can you also buy it like on Bandcamp and everything? or? It'll we'll, be on we'll put that up, yeah. Yeah? Okay, yeah. so it will be up on Bandcamp. And once that's up, I can link it on the podcast, if you're listening on the podcast. Um, but now uh, we're going to listen to Trompe l'oeil, uh, which uh, you're so impressed with <laughs> pronouncing it. Um, and then we will come back. Everyone, this is a Winnipeg Music Project. I'm Ashley Vignage. Uh, stay tuned. Oh, it's not going to play? One second. There you go. In the evening, as the sky is turned in blue, foreseeing movement, her present in past, we breathe in big cities and follow, follow.
just letting the the fuzz noise uh, fade out. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's still Ashley Vanish. I'm here with Menno, Natalie, and James from Silence Kit. Uh, minus Mike. I hear Mike is listening, though. Yeah. Hello, yes. Mike. Hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. <laughs> hey, I like Mike. The, I like the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know what you're wearing. Uh, hopefully you are wearing a shirt because you're at work. Um, so, uh, everyone, that <laughs> that was your song, Trampoloi, which is on your new, soon-to-be-released album um, called Started as a Whisper, which will be released on April 21st, which is this Friday, at The Handsome Daughter, 9 p.m. Doors open. Come early because tickets are most likely going to be sold out fast right hopefully fingers crossed mm-hmm. fingers i mean that's crossed. the goal but we want you to be there so I make mean, we, sure you we, we don't want people to like miss the show because it's sold out but at the same time we do also want to sell yeah out, well yeah so. of course yeah, we want to be successful and yeah. have like a big crowd to scream at and um we want everyone you know and their friends to come and support you because mm-hmm. it's good music right um so you have the song uh, the musicians or the bands uh tusk and space butt playing with you why did you decide those two bands because uh, yeah. the, uh, well, mainly it came down to when we were discussing who was going to play with us. I think it was a consensus that it was pick a bands we like and b friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a special night for us for the release, so it's always nice to share it with someone that 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 we like and that that we're friends with and, and stuff like that. And I mean, they're they're great musicians. They're great bands. They were also big fans. Like we're yeah. friends we're f- of theirs, but we yeah. love them and we support them they, they support us too they come out to a lot of our shows yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah they're all there to party together so it's just gonna be a huge fun loud night it's gonna be fun and loud yeah, yeah. loud yes <laughs> um great i've never i've tusk has been on the show um so I, i've met them but i don't know space but still don't have to get them to come on the show so i can just ask them what they think about you so <laughs> <laughs> just for that yeah just for that's all i care about so what are these stresses of performing that you guys have to deal with especially with this album release coming up uh, for me, it's just hoping that my pedal board works because <laughs> there's been two shows where it's completely died on me, so that's that's not fun. Um, <laughs> but I also don't put any money into it, so then I guess it's like my own fault. So, but that's I mean, honestly, for me, I really enjoy <laughs> I really enjoy performing. So for me, that's like really the only thing. So, what happens if your pedal board goes downhill or whatever? Um, I just plug. Right into the amp, and then I make it work. But it's not—it's not the same. So it doesn't—it changes know. the sound. Yeah. And people have told me that, like guitarists have told me, like oh, I didn't even know your pedal board wasn't working. It's like, oh great, well, all this money, <laughs> all this money, it. yeah. <laughs> so doesn't. What about you? Yeah. Stresses. I try to take care of my voice as much as possible, but like after every show, I'm just like. Like not completely lost voice. I'm so fine, but I'm always like worried one day it just will like never come back. Mm-hmm. What but are you What are you gonna do with this tour that you guys are? Not doing? talk. Not talk. Drink okay. like honey. down honey in my throat because that helps. Apparently, mm-hmm. definitely not just not talk and also and maybe you know scream, but don't blow out my voice. Maybe D- is there special techniques for screaming that you know of? There are. I always thought I was doing them correctly, but you know maybe. There's more to learn. Oh. You can always learn. I don't know. <laughs> Look at Natalie like she knows the answer, but she <laughs> she's like, I don't scream. I don't know. Um, that's just really interesting because I don't I don't scream and I don't have many mm-hmm. s- musicians who. What is that sound? Is that my f- laptop? Oh, sorry. Um, 
<laughs> my laptop's going up i'm not prepared for this obviously um but i don't know a lot of the techniques of even singing techniques i like i try to pretend i know what i'm talking about but i just know a lot of vocalists who mm -hmm. try to tell me what's right and, but i hear so many horror stories of people going on a tour and then like destroying their voices yeah um like what's her name all about that bass megan trainer oh really she just oh. finished going for her second surgery um because she um had messed it up not kelly to scare clarkson, you kelly clarkson did too <laughs> Yeah, um, and Adele. Adele, Adele yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Elise from Soulhounds always tries to help me when we play shows together. Cause I'll I'll do warm ups, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm not doing the right screaming warm ups either. Yeah. But are there? I wonder if there are screaming warm ups. There are. Yeah. There are. Okay. Uh, I'll just I'll <laughs> Google it later. So yeah, I don't know. A, I'm just really interested because that's not my singing style. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I scared you or no, made you concerned or anything. But is that your is that your only concern or stress? Yeah, like I don't really I mean I get nervous for shows, but it's always like it's never um a bad thing. I never I never like not want to go on stage, it's always just like like anxiously like yeah. wanting to play and then Classic. that yeah. Yeah, it's like and then what if that. I never talk again after that like, yeah, no, okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh I get it. Um James? I I don't know. There's always, there's like a million things. Like the same thing as Natalie, like the pedal board could break. I could break a string, but it's never anything that's really overwhelmingly nerve wracking. It's the little things that when you're forced to think about it, you think, oh yeah, I guess I stress about that. But uh, I don't know, I guess playing as best as I can, like not, do not you, making. Do you prepare for those kind of things then? Do you like, have extra strings and... Or extra <laughs> string guitars or something? Or no. No? <laughs> I can't remember. There was an artist or a group that came onto the show, and they said that the first song, they broke a string, <sighs> and they had to f they couldn't finish the gig because they didn't have a replacement. And um, that's a nightmare. I, mm -hmm. I don't didn't Moontan break a string yeah, I, I, on I, stage? On Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the oh, really? Broke a and, string. Then, and, then, and then Hearing Trees as well. Mm -hmm. We played with Hearing Trees and Moontan. That's right, for the their 12th. album release. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then they both broke the same string, too, which is kind of... Eerie kind of funny yeah, yeah. Like because i was talking to someone about it and they're like how do you break a bass string but i guess it happened twice on the same night so james you got really lucky yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty sure adrian from uh from moonton also restrung the bass well, mid song, mid -song. Oh, yeah. like just song. like finish the song like restrung it and finish yeah. What? They're crazy. These guys are crazy talented. Yeah. Uh, I work with the drummer. Um, he's really cool. They're so nice too. Like mm -hmm. the music they yeah. make, they're just like so sweet. Um, <laughs> great. So what? So far, you guys have released this. This or you're soon to release this album. Um, are there any other accomplishments as a band that you're really proud of? Other than just, I mean, this album is something to be proud of. You did it. Lots of us don't get that far, um, but is there anything, or even while making the um, album, is there anything that you're that you're proud of that you're just you look back and like, man, I'm so glad that happened, or I'm gonna cherish that moment. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, for me, it's the fact that I mean, not only are we doing our EP release on Friday, but it's actually also our tour kickoff, and so um, it's the first time that any of us are going to go on tour and so it's been a dream of mine to do that for a long long time so that's something that i'm really looking forward to and i know that i'm gonna I'm definitely gonna cherish that going going mm -hmm. forward so absolutely i feel like a proper band like we have a we finally have an ep coming out we have merch now we have two t-shirts that we're gonna be selling too we have i don't know i feel like we're kind of it's real. the right path yeah the right path we're like we've got a tour coming up it's coming together mm -hmm. it's so exciting mm -hmm. Are you proud of anything, James? 
I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it, like the. It's like no, it. I don't even like this band. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this band. It's uh, having the physical CD in your hands is pretty cool. Like it's like I mean, uh, seeing all the work that goes into it, especially uh, Mike did a lot of work and and the, the like amount of discussions we've had over the period and and uh, having all to a like a coming to a head and being like released is that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What do you think Mike's proudest accomplishment? Mike's proudest to come. Probably the album, but <laughs> I'm not gonna speak for Mike personally. So. <laughs> no, no. I, I think you'd feel accomplished, but like by recording all that album. Yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of hours. That's a doing lot that. of work. Yeah, like I when I think like, oh yeah, I could record, and then I go home and I'll try to record myself just to like get music out there, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's not my job. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna let someone who knows what they're doing, because it's a lot of responsibility, uh, especially if like the band is relying on you to like edit the sound or maybe adding instruments. Um, you need to be able to hear what they want and work with it. I mean, it helps that he's in your band. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kohana has an idea of what you guys want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really stressful. So good on him. Um, props. So you were saying while we were on our break that this the album was supposed to be vinyl? No, so... Um, oh, okay, I misunderstood. We, we, no, it's, it's okay. I, I said it really quickly at the end. So mm-hmm. um, No, what, we, what happened was we, we, we sent it to a way to be mastered. And um, I, I can't remember if it was extra or not, but we were offered to have like a vinyl master made in case we ever want to put it on vinyl, which I'm sure we'd love to. It's just really expensive. Um, but yeah, we ended up kind of preferring the vinyl master. So um, we gave it back to the guy who did our mastering. And then so it's kind of it's sort of like a hybrid CD vinyl master. And like you were saying, like, oh, the levels are really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had some uh, Jamie Sitar did it. And so, yeah, it sounds sounds really, really good. So, yeah, it's kind of like that weird. It's like almost final, but it's still got like that digital CD sound to it. So I don't know how to hear the difference. What would the difference sound like? Generally, like a, a record is... Oh, where's Mike when you need him? Um, gen- <laughs> not for, here. From my understanding, like, there's usually records have more dynamic range to them. So it's not just like... It's, it's a lot quiet, of trouble. Yeah, so it's not right? just like the quiet parts are as loud as the loud parts. Like, there is a little bit of difference. So, and mm. then, yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about vinyl. I own a vinyl player, but it's like collecting dust. I don't know how to use it. Um, but that's really cool. Um, so the sound that you guys have on this album, like your your feel, your genres that you're kind of going with, is this a sound that you're happy with? Or do you plan on it evolving or you're open to it evolving or you're expecting that it will change, but especially by the next time you have an album? Definitely right. happy with it, but I definitely for sure know that the next album's gonna be so different like we were already even like our songs are starting to kind of evolve more and i so yeah we're happy with it but it's definitely gonna change a okay. bit can can we have like a, a description of how it's evolving oh, no no <laughs> a description of i i don't know we we have written some there's definitely some harder rock songs but there's also some poppiest kind of lighter stuff in there as well so it's not really going in one general direction mm-hmm. it's just kind of moving away Away from what? I'm not really moving. Not I don't know. moving away, but I think it's like <laughs> I, I'm personally sorry to interrupt. I'm becoming a bass player. This is the first band I've ever played bass in, so I feel from a personal point of view, I'm learning how to do that a little bit better. So I'll be have more parts on the record. 
Oh, so this is your first time. So why did you guys bring him into the band if he didn't know how to play bass? <laughs> 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 did you like him that much? You're like, well, I'll make it work. Well, we worked together. Yeah. We worked together. No, 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 I did work. Um, and that's true. You said you never write lyrics. Like, what was you guys thinking? Like, doing this? How did you know it was going to work out so well? <laughs> well we worked together, and uh, <laughs> I was always mind. I was always complaining to James about how we don't have. We were, it was only just Natalie Nine. How we didn't have a drummer or a bass player. And he said, "Well, I, I'll play guitar with you guys." And I was like, "Well, I don't need a guitarist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need a bassist and a drummer." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll buy a bass and just like bought one, and then figured it out." And then, and then uh, the drummer yeah. and his band was like, oh, I'm in. I'll, I'll be in the band with you guys. And well, yeah, Mike and I didn't actually know that. Yeah. I, one, one of these guys posted an ad yeah. on Kijiji. Mano did. Yeah, I did. Or a Facebook shout out or yeah. something. And I kind of just turned up to practice one day. I'm like, I know you. That's crazy. <laughs> happy like, mm. accident. Yeah. Yeah. Happy accident. <laughs> Hashtag happy the next, accident. That's the next album. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, on our, so James is your boss. Oh, he was an assistant manager. At at the time, I wasn't. Oh. At the time, I... I, I, Because that would have been even funnier, because then, like, like, oh, now I have to work with him, because he's, like, my... my, (laughs) I can't say no to him, or he doesn't want to give me any shifts or something. No, that that was definitely a discussion (laughs) I I did have with the person who ended up hiring Mano. was, yeah, yeah, hire this one. She works at the Pyramid. Uh, I want to play there. Yeah. (laughs) Got to get a gig out of this, and then we ended up being in a band together. I got plenty of gigs after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And see, and now... Now you're now you have your own group of people that you can work with. So the mm-hmm. songs that you were writing about frustrated, it's worked yeah. out. You yeah. finally, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Right. So do you guys have any advice for beginners who maybe want to be in a band that want to make loud music like this? Just go for it. Like I n- never thought I would be in a band. Um, I started playing music because my band teacher encouraged me. I never played guitar. He encouraged me to do it, and then we um, also would book the park theater for just for like high school students to be able to play show in front of the audience and like i cried before my set like it's it's scary but you just gotta like totally stick a risk because like the funnest people i see on stage are people who just have like just go for it yeah high school students are vicious though so i can understand why you'd want to (laughs) cry a lot of it's like parents are just like plotting like oh yeah you know like oh that's (laughs) music all right but yeah like i see bands who are you know Maybe not the best bands, but they give her. And I'm like, I, I would see you guys again because you, like, really, you know, went all out. You know, but then there's, it's just trying new things and just going for it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, in, from what I've seen, I could be wrong. There, like, there, there is a very large, I call it loud music, it's like metal and grunge. And, like, mm-hmm. th- th- there is a large community of that, but it's hard to find them. If you if you don't agree because you're probably involved with it, that's totally fine. But um, there is a lot of folk a lot of kind of poppy rock yeah, you're right, that yeah. is and very popular in Manitoba music, especially like with promotions and shows. Um, where can these people find your, this kind of music, or can maybe like, what v- venues would you recommend, or groups on Facebook they should follow to be more aware of the shows that are happening for this style or genre of music? Well, they can follow us, yeah, <laughs> and then we play with lots of cool bands all the time. Um, I don't think that there's really any specific venues. I mean, I feel like. Like, you can take, like, the Goodwill, the Pyramid, Handsome Daughter, the Park. There's always something different going on at those venues. Mm -hmm. And so you just got to find kind of, like, a band that you like and then kind of follow them and see who they play with. And then just, like, it's kind of like connecting the dots in a lot of ways. Like, there's so many cool bands. And 
I feel like like a lot of the bands we play with are a lot different than each other and mm -hmm. so then there's also ways to kind of like branch out in that respect so you just basically the, the you got to be willing to go to see shows and then you know I mean honestly it just you just talk to people because people want to hear feedback but also you know but people are always looking for you know cool people to maybe work with one day so um my my advice is like don't be afraid like just take every chance you can get um like the band that mano and i played in previous um i just said hey do you need some do you want me to join your band and they're from what i understand they're like you guys are like well you've been playing in bands before and we don't so they were kind of like you didn't really want me but i'm no, like no oh, that's just, not true oh, at all okay that, that's the way so, i understood it so. we were all like amateurs like and actually not that's not saying that they weren't good with their instruments but we were all kind of like new at it right yeah and then nally comes in you know full like pedal board like has all these songs and we're like oh like we're, we suck like when's she gonna when's she gonna figure out that we suck and she's gonna leave this band <laughs> she didn't though so that's, that's kind of cool and, and we made some cool sounds actually really really yeah and 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 so like that was obviously like that's how we connected and so like yeah like take every opportunity that you can because if you don't then it'll be gone and then you'll just live in regret you know, mm -hmm. so. it's, it's okay to play a bad set too. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, don't worry about you playing a bad to, set. Yeah. You'll appreciate the good sets. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if I think, not that you want to have, a bad set. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have a bad set, but you learn from bad like sets. Like, if you go to a show and you see a band and you know that they're putting their heart and soul into it, like that's the most important thing, mm -hmm. I think. So. I agree. No matter the size of the audience, you had to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, in, in terms of having a bad set, you personally might be having a bad set, but you're in a band with three other people. The other three might be having the like the best set they've ever played in their entire life, and because you're a band, you kind of, you fell down, I'll pick you up kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. you carry each other through that, and it's like, chat about it afterwards, that sucked, I did this, and whatever, but mm -hmm. you might be, you, you might think it's the worst gig you've ever played, but the rest of the band killed it and the audience doesn't notice so yeah so just listen to each other and feed mm -hmm. off each other that's great that's awesome I'm so, I'm so happy with that there are so many more questions I want to ask you but we are running out of time so you guys will have to come back um, maybe your next EP or something um, this tour that you're doing is uh, the kickoff is going to be this album release which is really exciting where are you guys touring you can say the date you can say not the date you can say the locations I'll say the date okay Regina Calgary Edmonton and Saskatoon are the date. Boom, yeah. So we leave <laughs> for Regina on the 29th. We go in that order. Um, we're playing a show a night. So 26th in Regina, 27th in Calgary, 28th in Edmonton, and the 29th in Saskatoon. You can check our Facebook page for the venues and more info. So if you have friends in those cities, let them know we're on our way. And... Um, yeah, so we're really excited. Mm -hmm. And I will link to some or uh, something with those dates and everything on the podcast. So for those of you who are listening, you can find them there. So you can find, uh, share it easier with your friends. I wish I could ask you with the whole touring process and like how it all got started, but I ran out of time. I was having so much fun talking, so we won't be able to do that. So you'll have to come back. We'll come uh, back after tour. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm not and even joking. Let's do it. We'll, we'll set up so Mike can come. Too. Yeah, Mike can come. And, and if we'll do like a pre-recorded or something. <laughs> uh, and we can listen to some of the new music you guys are working on, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this last song, The Growl. Um, what inspired this piece of music? 
Um, that's a good question. Um, I as soon as the chorus for this, I wanted to write something that was kind of different than what we had been doing. And so when when I originally wrote it, it was kind of like this country thing, but I don't think anybody heard it that way. And I then and then and then what happened was Mano, I convinced her to play guitar on it. And then I added this country twang thing, and then everybody now hears the country part. So it's sort of like a cool mix between kind of like a funky verse and then with like a tight groove. And then the chorus is just kind of like really sparse, and my guitar is like lots of reverb, and it's kind of like twangy. So, yeah, that's what, that's what the song's musically about, I think. Mm -hmm. so. And lyrically? This is not very romantic. I just kind of thought off the top of my head words, and they came together. And I like them. It's not very romantic, but, no. but, then it, but sometimes like words like when you write a song that way, it takes a meaning, but it's hard to articulate that meaning. I'm not quite sure. It's just kind of like a I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I know I know what you mean. But there's no I don't know how to explain it, so it's fine. Uh, so the growl, the name, what is that? Just one of those words that you one of the words in the song, and I thought that's kind of what I wanted this song to sound like—a growl, just like not like a full, country yeah. growl, <laughs> like kind of aggressive, but not like mm -hmm. not a full like vicious yell, right? right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Uh, that that style reminds me of Casimir Gruel. You know, he's a He's a musician in Winnipeg. Uh, he's on the show. Oh, but, um, I do. I just didn't yeah. recognize the last name. Yeah, Casimir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. plays like saxophone. Mm. Um, uh, he does that. His lyrics are very how they feel rather than like a like a structured like story. Oh, cool. Inside. I didn't know that about so, him. Yeah. Well, listen, listen to the interview for more. <laughs> <laughs> just plug that. Okay. Uh, let's listen to uh, the growl. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank on the for show. Us. Where Thank can we much. find you on social media? At Silence Kit Band on Instagram, and I think Facebook is just Facebook Silence slash Kit Silence Kit Band again. But it's like Silence Dash Kit Dash Band, I think. If you okay. type in Silence Kit into the search function, we should come up. There's you might one. get a band from yeah. Philadelphia, but yeah. you'll know which one it's. There is the yeah. Silence Kit. So <laughs> we are not yeah. from Philadelphia. No, we are not. And you have a Twitter, which is kind of just there. Which it's is just there. One day it'll yeah. be when you have, when you guys have a publicist and everything. Yeah, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Uh, this is Silent Kit and the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignesh. Uh, if you guys want to hear uh, Silent Kit live, come this Friday on April 21st. Uh, the Handsome Daughter, doors open 9 p.m. Get there early because tickets will sell out. They are $10. There are CDs for $10. And there are also T-shirts, which is really exciting. There's also going to be Tusk and Space Butt uh, playing. So it's going to be a loud, fun night to remember for all of us. So go uh this is going to be the growl anything you guys want to pop in before you um before we go no just thanks for having us Ash. no yeah. yeah thanks so much anytime okay so everyone thank you so much for listening this is the growl maybe yes nope there we go <laughs>
Design my own fate. 